All right, we better get going. There's only a couple hours of daylight left. Come on, Anne. Anne? Is that her name? We don't know. But she looks like an Anne. Everybody, my name is Andrew, and I'm Mark, and you are listening to Television Movie Night. Mark, we—it's—it's it's Thanksgiving week. Mark, what a wonderful time of year! What the cornucopia is out. The big turkey is here. I've got yams. I've got cranberry sauce. I've got stuffing. Your family. They're just sitting here staring at us as we set up their, our microphones. I told them ahead of time dinner would be at two right. is noon. All right. Well, I don't know why so. they. I don't know why you're here early. All right. Dressing. I've got stuffing and dressing. Wow. No, you're not allowed. Don't. Don't. Get, it's, it's at two. Do not get into the food until two. Fucking damn. All right. Yeah. This guy. Uh, see, stuffing is in the bird. No TV at the at the dinner table. Please, Thank you. Turn that yeah. off, please. We don't want to see the game. Turn it off. We're gonna sit. You ever, I told I told everyone you're gonna sit quietly until we're done doing our movie thing. Yeah, take the baby outside. I don't care. Ugh, sorry about that. That's very Wait, rude was, on their part. Yeah, rude. But you, you you open up your home at two o'clock. At two o'clock, and not a moment before to these people. You know when you get a movie ticket mm-hmm. and it says the movie's at ten ten. Yeah. And you if you fucking show up at eight o'clock, the movie pay the movie theater people who work there. They're not just gonna sit around and talk to you right. for two hours. Oh sure. They got uh, they got shit, they got shit they got to do. They have podcasts. They they are probably recording a podcast somewhere in the janitor's closet about I don't know music. Isn't that what best best types of popcorn? Yeah, that's a good like one. Like it's concession stand podcast. Cor- corn talk. Yeah, yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to Corn Talk. Uh, got in a big flame war last week when I said uh, Parmesan cheese flavoring wasn't that great. See now, now this is this is interesting because you also got into a flame war when you said that uh, truffle truffle sauce or truffle oil is over. It's you done. declared that it's, it's done. Over. It's been done it's for still years. Delicious. Oh. It's still good. It might be good, but guess what? We've moved on. The train has rolled out of the truffle station. No, this is not a second podcast that we are doing. No, we're we're, this is an example of what it would be with, like. And no, we don't have any popcorn either. Christmas is going to be a real treat, Mark. I, did, I didn't bring truffle oil. But now <laughs> I wish I had. Oh, that would, 
put that a little bit on the turkey. Yeah, Ooh, that'd be good. Well, yep. Mark, how are you celebrating Thanksgiving? Other than recording this other than podcast, recording this podcast right obviously you have other Thanksgiving things to get to after this. Yeah. You have not been invited to dinner. I noticed that. <laughs> you explicitly told me you will not be doing a Thanksgiving celebration, but that I needed to show up at 12 to record. Yes. And then I see this. Yeah. So I feel like you've managed to insult every person in this household. That's kind of, that's, that's, that's what the holiday, that's, that's what the, the holiday season's that's about. The, remember the reason for the season upsetting the people you know and love yes how are you celebrating thanksgiving after this uh practicing my trivia yes up on my as, trivia as, knowledge. It, as you should big trivia party big happening tri- december 1st right everyone's invited you've all gotten your invites you got your invites check your e-boxes that's what they're called right uh yes yeah right next to your e-meters uh every, so that you can tell where your thetans are every year uh, I get I get all everyone together and I throw a big Christmas trivia party. And Mark, you see, you are always an MVP of the show. All right, um, you always come in with a big fucking chip on your shoulder. I do. Dick first through yes. the door and, and try I'm and grumpy and I'm angry. Shit talk everyone, and then when you get one wrong, you you fucking get real pissy at me. Yeah, because apparently I tried to trick you. Yeah, when I get it wrong. Yeah. It's, I've been wronged in some way, but when one of my team members gets it wrong, I just pull them aside and say, you don't open your mouth for the rest of the night. <laughs> it's also really awkward for your guests because there's a mingling session before we play trivia. Correct. And I'm always like just real calm and casual, just going up to people and being like, so what do you think of the 76 flyers? What about, uh, you know, we were talking about world capitals yesterday. What do you know what, about you world mean? capitals? Yeah. NATO nations. What can you tell me? You know, I know it's it seems to be under fire lately, but, uh, you know, why don't you just list them for me? I know this is a real hot button issue in this current political climate, but um, episodes of MASH, what do you know? You know, there was a lot of them. The, there was the, the pre-Alan Alda directing years and then the then, then the post-Alan Alda directing years, you know. So I know a couple. I know a couple things, yeah. but I would. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yes, and people are like, "Why are you? Why is this happening?" And I've just got a list. And I'm just. Is he autistic? That's something we're like really. Good. <laughs> That's generally what they ask. Yeah. Can't tell if he's autistic or just crazy. Can't it be both? I'm like, can't it be both? Let's 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 be real here. You know what really grinds my gears? People that only know the hits from Huey Lewis in the news. What's what's your favorite track off of Four? Yeah, let's hear the B set. What about duets? Huh? Remember duets? Remember that? Who does he sing with? Tell me their name. Tell me her name. Right fucking now. No, you don't want to give it away. That's the thing. You say her. Now you cut everyone in half. That's true. You want to know if they know it out of thin air. Yeah. Because you don't know if I'm going to be that generous when I write the questions. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. Well, We're looking for Gwyneth Paltrow. Gotta take that out of the rotation. The other thing that cracks me up, though, and I've been trying not to do this in recent years, but every uh, time there's a trivia party, I get so excited that I talk to you about facts that I've learned, mm-hmm. and then those facts end up being questions, and then you still get them wrong. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's always really, really upsetting when Andrew will look at me and he'll be like, oh, well, this is a real softball for Gonzalez. And then you give the question, and I'm like, uh, did we talk about this? And you're like, yes. It's, it's 10 minutes ago. It's, it's been recorded. Yeah. <laughs> what color are my eyes? <laughs> and I'm like, ah. 
I want to say opal. Yeah. <laughs> Auburn. That's not an eye color. Um, yeah, so we got the big trivia party. And the other thing that comes with the big trivia party around Christmas, Mark, incredible, fabulous prizes. Fabulous prizes. And I've got I've got I've got a good amount of fabulous prizes coming in from all around the world. Oh, you really? I noticed a lot of Amazon boxes. There's some Amazon boxes over here. There's Just, also a, uh, a a large crate that's it's, uh, rattling yes, a lot. I says, think it might be that baby bear. <laughs> I've got fabulous prizes coming from all around the world because uh, uh, during the Christmas trivia extravaganza, uh, Creepy Santa mm-hmm. instructs us to uh, choose a name of a of a trivia goer right and receive an incredible who, prize who creepy santa will smile upon yes who will receive his bounty <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the trivia night is every night andrew throws away this creepy santa doll and every year he's right back yeah every year i'm like we're getting we're rid of getting this rid thing. of it i never want to see it and then, i put i installed a deadbolt on the trash can so that he can't get out but then when i'm sleeping i can hear something crawling through the right. ductwork, and then when i look the next morning he's back there again he is. He's and he's covered in blood for some reason. <laughs> uh, Mark, do you are there any favorite uh, fabulous prizes that were given away in previous years that uh, really stick out to you? I think one year, I think I got it, or maybe maybe my girlfriend got it. But one of us got a, a Yankee candle that smelled like pasta. Yes. What like, a treat just, for you! Just carbs, I guess, is what this smells like. <laughs> I don't understand. Um. Yeah, there's been that. Uh, somebody got a, uh, a sassy talking like fart machine one year. Yeah. Um, a lot of DVDs. Uh, next with Nicolas Cage. Yes, I think, next was with one. Nicolas Cage. Uh, Who the Man with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover, I of believe, course. was given one wonderful, year. Wonderful, wonderful. So there's some there's some real there's some real important things to be won. Right. But speaking of important, Mark, we're talking about television movie night. The most important thing in our current world as it stands right now at this very moment. Yes. We are on the brink, Mark, of either talking about a television movie night and not talking about it. Right. And we're going to march forward. Mark, television movie night is a podcast where you and I discuss a made-for-TV movie that we both watched. Yes. And hopefully you watched along with us you at know, home. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Probably. It's all right. Didn't. If you didn't, that's fine. We'll tell you what happens. Yeah. It'll be fun. No, no, no. Don't turn it no, off. No, no, hold no. No, no. Stay on. here. Oh. Stay here. No, do you. No, you. You stay right there. Do not turn that TV on. No. If there is. I counted the green beans. And if there is one. If there's one missing, I swear to God, everyone is gone. And you're not invited to trivia either. All right? They ain't coming. You know, they always say, oh. Oh, your cousin's really good at trivia. I'm like, no, he's not. He's dog shit. Hello, cousin Brian. It's good to see you. Yeah. Really Thanks for flying in. Bringing the kids out. All right. So uh, this month, Mark, in the month of November, we are talking about failed television pilots that were converted into television specials. Yes. Last week, we watched... Generation X. Generation X. It sucked. The week before, we watched... Baffled. Baffled, starring Leonard Nimoy. Also not very good. Not good. But I have a good feeling about this week, Mark. Yes. I have a great feeling. We've got a big one on the hook. And that big one is 1974's Where Have All the People Gone? Where Where have all 
the, the people, people gone. gone. And Mark, we're going to talk about it in a segment I like to call, Well, What Do You Know? Mark. Mark. Yes. Mark. Yeah. Where have all the people gone? Aired on Tuesday, October 8th, 1974, on the Peacock Network, NBC. This uh, movie. I thought that was TNT. It's the Super TNT. TBS is the Superstation. That's right. TNT is. We got the movies. It's FX. Nitro? Yeah, you got uh, Monday Night Nitro. You got... uh... Well, this has gone off the rails. Anyways, it was NBC. (laughs) It was NBC. It was a different time. 1974, Mark, this movie was written by Louis John Carlino. Right. Who wrote The Great Santini. Okay. It's a war movie, I believe. Probably. Uh, He also wrote the adaptation of I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Oh, beautiful. And he also wrote the original The Mechanic. You know, they remade it with Jason Statham. Oh. Remember that movie? The Mechanic? Really? Yes. That was an original property That before? was an original property with uh, 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 Charles Bronson, I believe, played the mechanic. Sounds great. The first 15 minutes, there are, there's no dialogue. Ooh. Ooh, like Wally. Uh, also written by Sandor Stern, who's a TV writer and wrote an early draft of the 2005 version of the Amityville Horror Okay. So that's the that's a lot the pedigree of, a lot we of got talent. on the writer side. Directing side is uh, John Moxie. John, uh, a lot of other television movies, but also uh, a good deal of TV episodes of shows like Murder, She Wrote, Hawaii Five O, Magnum P.I., Mannix, Mission Impossible, etc. This movie is starring Peter Graves. Right. A&E Biography's own... Peter, Peter Graves. Graves. Parts and the Clonus Terror. Um, horror. Horror. And, of course, Mis- he Airplane. Was Mr. Phelps in Mission Impossible. So perhaps he knew the director from that. Perhaps. Probably not. Maybe. Maybe. This also starred Kathleen Quinlan. 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 Are you sure it's Quinlan? It's probably Quinlan. I'm pretty sure it's Quinlan. Kathleen Quinlan, uh, who was also in I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Oh, we're bringing the band back together. But more, where do you know her from? Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? No. Apollo 13. Yes. Nominated for Best Supporting Actress that year. She plays Tom Hanks' wife. She plays Tom Hanks' wife in Apollo 13. Right. Mark, 1974, a bit of a tumultuous year for the United States and the world at large. What happened in 1974? Tension. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, Does it matter what year I, I say? Because it always seems like we're at a tense point in, uh, in, 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 the, in the world. No, I think with Generation you know, like 90, X, I was 97, like, nothing was going on. Easy breezy. Yeah, geez, we didn't know how good we had it. Uh, 1974, I'm going to say... Uh, Carter is president? Uh, no. No. Jimmy Carter did not win the uh, the 1974 election. Oh. Which well, one did he win? 1976 election, I believe. Ah, damn it. <laughs> 1974. A disgraced president named Richard Nixon resigns oh. in August. 
allowing Gerald Ford, Gerald Ford to become president. Up. And a lot of people concerned about the, what direction the country's running. In fact, the, they had a sitting vice president resign and then a sitting president resign right. in quick uh, secession. And now you've got Gerald Ford running things. And, nobody uh, voted for him. Nobody voted for him. Wasn't, you know, he's like Speaker of the House. And he's like, I'm just happy to be here. Right. Now he's never the vice happens. president. Now he's the fucking president. Who's really pulling the strings? Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I have to ask. But we're in the thick of the Cold War. That's something to consider in all of this, Mark. Yes. Everyone always thinks, oh, the 80s, that's the Cold War. No. No. 70s. We're worried about the... The Ruskies. Russians? The year prior, 1973, the Yom Kippur War happens between Egypt, Israel, and Syria. Mm -hmm. Egypt, you know, that famous skirmish. Yeah. Which uh, I'm really... I'm so upset that we have to talk about this movie instead of the Yom Kippur War. Because I obviously... That is something that I could talk about for For hours. Days. Hours. It's a shame. And... If it wasn't Thanksgiving, and we all we had that hard out at two, mm-hmm. you know, I would say let's just record a second yeah. supplemental yeah. thing for that could live on its own, where we educate people. Yeah, on... you more so than me. I yeah. mean, you're the you're the expert. That's, yeah, I'm only bringing it up because you talk about it. Right. All the time. It's, it's it's I'm I'm actually upset with you that you brought it up, ah. knowing that we couldn't talk about it because it is something that I know everything about egypt encroaches a bit on israel on yom kippur yeah. in 1973 to no one's surprise kicking off a militarized conflict that runs the entire month of october but the real reason that it's upsetting is because obviously the ussr and the united states are backing the separate forces mm-hmm. in this conflict right so it only raises and escalates the the presence of nuclear war breaking out yeah because our ponies in this are at odds yeah that's what's happening in the world so i'm only bringing this up because this movie deals a lot with stoking the fears of a terrible cataclysmic event right like nuclear war even though it's not nuclear war that happens in this movie it's basically being like think about it think about it think about what it would be like also happening in 1974, the the book Carrie debuts. Stephen King. Stephen King's first novel. Yeah. Uh, the national speed limit is imposed to 55 miles per hour in order to save fuel. I can't drive 55. And uh, India detonates its first nuclear bomb, becoming the seventh country to have weaponized nuclear weapons. Good for them. 1974. So, Mark, knowing all this... And knowing the little bit you know about where have all the people gone, Mm -hmm. what did you think this movie was going to be about? Andrew, I thought this was Mm post-apocalyptic horror show. I thought we're going to see a lot of dead bodies. We're going to see a world falling apart and one man desperately trying to survive. In the midst of all of it. In the midst of all of it. Now, you and I both saw, and if you haven't listened to this episode, I strongly urge you to go back and listen to we watched the day after right. one of our first episodes. Maybe the first episode. I think it was the first episode. Uh, again, critically acclaimed television movie. Supposedly very affected Reagan heavily. Right. And deals in it, it, this that specifically deals with the idea of a nuclear holocaust occurring in the United States. 
Reagan also, it should come as no surprise that it really affected Reagan because Reagan throughout his presidency would tell stories about things that he had done that were actually just things that had happened in movies he was in. All right. Well, he wrote in his journal that he saw the movie. It was screened for him, and right. it had an effect and on him. And he was him. like, oh, God, maybe we, maybe I shouldn't blow up the Earth. So that's at the far end of the spectrum in right. terms of a television, Good. nuclear holocaust, end of the world, a post-apocalyptic session. That also happened, that, that came out in 1982? Yeah. So, so almost few years, 10 years later. Yeah. Two years after this. But it's still the same idea. Right. What happens when shit goes wrong and how are you going to deal with it? Yeah. So that's what this movie is going to be about. We open up with Act 1. We get a little bit of VO from an unknown woman. We now, don't know who this woman is. Before before we dig in, Andrew. Okay. What? I have my shovel. I have my hat. Right. I have the minor hats. Also, I, I, a, I, I said- got a little mine cart. I said dig in and somebody started eating. So Stop. Hey. Hey. Look at your watch. God damn it. Andrew, which version of this did you watch? I watched the version on YouTube. Okay, because there... There is an Amazon Prime version. There's an version. Amazon Prime version, which you would expect to be At least the best. A, a fair transfer of, the, uh, of this event. And it is actually a VHS copy that they had digitized in. With a very loud buzzing noise through most of it. And a tape break. <laughs> like 20 minutes into it. So I had to hunt down that other edition and be like, what the hell is, why would, how, like it really made me realize Amazon Prime does not spot check anything. No, they, they're like, look, we got to digitize this and then off we go. All right. Uh, no, I watched a, what looked like a pan and scan version on YouTube. Yeah. It was a four by three that was a lot of, just everything moving around. Everything. The background is, is like one of those uh, that like those three D photos that you can make now, where like the subject in the foreground is stabilized, but that you can kind of oh yeah, tilt you can move around the background. In the back. Yeah, kinda. yeah, it's weird. We open up though with a VO, and we're told that it was just a Sunday in August, and the, this family had gone out to dig fossils. Uh, you know, you know On, how your family does, right? I was shocked. I was really confused by this because I thought. Peter Graves. Peter Graves was a professor mm-hmm. uh, on a research assignment mm-hmm. who decided to bring his snot nose kids with him. Yeah. Turns out this is just vacation. This is just they're just this kick, is just what you do for fun. Back. They're digging up trilobites. Trilobites. Yeah. Gigabytes. A good fossilized gigabyte. Oh, I I found a centibyte. Oh, oh no. Oh, put, put it that back. back. Put it back. He's got a box with him. It's, it's it's a puzzle. Oh, I love I puzzles. I love puzzles. Uh, yeah, but two hours later, everything was going to change. That's what we're told with the VO. We are introduced to Peter Graves. His name is Steven. Yeah. Steven has a family. He's got his lovely wife, and he's got his two dumb kids, Deborah and David. David is a real piece of work. He's a real piece of shit. Right now. Right? He's, uh, David is a one, he's gone to college for one year studying uh, uh, physics. Yes. Yeah. Theoretical physics. So he's a bit of an so, egghead, bit of a chip on his shoulder as well. Apparently, he just fucking knows everything. Yeah. He, oh, he went, he's like, 
Yeah, I'd expect that for someone who hasn't gone to college. Oh, my God. You went to CSUN for half a semester. Yeah, it kind of opened my eyes. Uh, have you ever read The Fountainhead? No. Oh. Please tell me they didn't make you read The Fountainhead. No, but uh, some friends of mine uh, suggested it, and it really opened my oh, eyes. You're making friends with people that read The Fountainhead? You know, they have a lot of good, important things to say. Oh. Why aren't we pulling up our, pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps? That's what I really want to know. Oh, Let me God. talk to you about the gold standard, Mark. Have, have you ever thought about getting into pot? David, uh, can, can I, I, I feel that? like it would dampen my mental abilities. Oh, Jesus. They're up in the mountains, uh, and uh, Stephen, Peter Graves, he's he's like some guy, you know? Just a dude. He's a dude. He's an everyman. He's, he's, like he's like an engineer, and he makes like plastics, if I remember correctly. Yes. He's a likable everyman. Yes. And they're just up there digging up fucking fossils. This sounds like a really lame this, trip. Yeah. A lot about this echoes very, tr very true to me. Yeah, of like dad wants to go dad do wants something, to dig in the dirt for vacation, and he's gonna drag his rest of his fucking family right. along. They're like, "Oh, great pops, this sounds like a real blast." Mom leaves; she has to go back because she's a doctor. I'm and having has... so much fun oh, here, but oh, oh boy, geez, Look at you know, I gotta, oh. I gotta go. It's the, a real shame. They're the like, daughter's oh. clawing at her shirt. Take, Take me, me with you. you. Take me with you. Like, sorry. <laughs> Gotta cut my losses, kid. <laughs> You'd only slow me down. Yeah. <laughs> so mom leaves because she's got to go deal with some kind of doctor thing. Meanwhile, there's a guide there's a, and his son, his, right? There's a guide and his son. The, the guide's son takes mom back to town because they're up in the mountains. So they take the only car that's with them. Right. And, and the uh, the other guy, Clancy, he's like, uh, he's like they're, you know, he wants... They paid this guy to Sherpa them through the mountains, right. apparently. Also, the guide's son kills a rabbit, right? Yes. He kills a rabbit, and he comes back, and he's like, we're having rabbit stew tonight. And uh, Peter Graves' daughter looks at him and is like, oh, he's a real man. Oh. <laughs> like, they make eyes at each other. Oh. I like the way you murdered that animal. <laughs> skin him yes mom leaves so peter graves is like come on kids let's uh, go into the cave and dig for fossils it'll be fun well we... i promise you no just just come on C i don't i don't want to go on. into the cave come on we're it's going dark the and it's cold Pull, and it's get, lame get your stuff together we're going in the cave we're gonna have fun we're having fun it's a family fun vacation david dad did you ever think about how like if there was somebody in a cave and all they saw were shadows on the wall. Like they would think that was real. David, I'm did gonna, that just blow your mind, Dad? David, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one last time, just for your old man's sake. I'm I'm I, I've had it up to here with your allegories. All right, all right. We're just we're having fun. We're having a family vacation. We're digging for fossils. I he's gonna bang my daughter because he shot the goddamn <laughs> rabbit. I just 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 give me this. Just give me this day, David. Inside the cave, they go and look for... Now, let for... me tell you about Walt Disney. <laughs> Inside the cave, they look for fossils. Meanwhile, outside Clancy, he's uh, fucking around in the camp. Yeah. He's a huge flash of light in the sky. Right. Then, there's, there's an, an earthquake. earthquake. Everyone inside the cave rushes out of the cave and meets up with Clancy. They start grilling Clancy. They're like... What'd you see? What did you do? What happened? What'd you do? Were you fracking? Did you frack around here? No. You nearly killed us, Clancy. There was, there was a bright light in the sky. Oh, there was a bright light in the sky. Interesting. We paid you to keep us safe, all right? 
your deposit is fucking gone, man. Bastards. You know what? You know what? I'm not even going to let my son have sex with your daughter. (laughs) How's that feel? I know that was part of the arrangement. (laughs) You should have read the the fine print when you signed up for me online. That was part of the deal. My son gets to bang your daughter. Uh, Clancy says uh, that it... uh, that was an earthquake. It felt like an earthquake, but he he says that the flash in the sky that was weird. Th- and was, then they start asking, "Was it a bomb?" And he thinks it was. He said that was the biggest b- damn bomb I have ever seen. Yeah. Back at camp, though, uh, it uh, Clancy's not feeling too great. He gets weak. He's shaking. Also, uh, the radio's not working mm-hmm. for old David, so he can't be playing his CB radio games with all his pals. Right. <laughs> oh man. Ah. <laughs> uh. You get up in the mountains, you see how far you can transmit, and then you try and beat it the next day. Isn't I got to fun? Nome, Alaska yesterday. That's fun. Yay. That's what people did. My they... son sucks. <laughs> He's the fucking worst. <laughs> Peter Graves tells the kids uh, that uh, they can't eat or drink anything that they brought along with them either because, well, if it was a bomb, guess what? All that food's tainted and now right. irradiated. irradiated. So all they got is a canteen of water and a chocolate bar that David had in his pocket when he was inside the cave because they feel like anything inside the cave must be safe because they're not, they're fine. They're not sick. But uh, old Cookie Clancy out here, he ain't feeling great. Right. So now it's a race against time to get out of the woods. So they camp for the night, but then in the morning, they're going to take Clancy down the hill because they don't have a car. Right. And the car wasn't supposed to return for a week. So now they got to take this sick man down the woods. So they make a pallet. Uh, yeah, they make a... Uh, of like a bedroll or something? Yes, yeah, so they, they can carry him. But David also grabs a camera that uh, that they brought with them and takes a picture of the area. And he says, well, the way radiation works is that if there is radiation in the area, there should be some white spots that show up on the film. And sure enough, there is. Right. So apparently there is radiation in the area. So they can't eat or drink anything because all they've got with them is a half chocolate bar and the canteen of water that they brought with them in the cave now andrew yeah as we're describing this there's stakes sure there's tension yeah there's a goal get down the mountain we got to get down the mountain to save clancy is the execution of this interesting it's quiet it's it's a little bit lame yeah well i wouldn't say i don't know i wouldn't say it's I appreciate the fact that it's, like, sparse. Sure. Where there isn't, like, swelling music and Peter Graves isn't going up to Clancy and being like, it's going to be fine, old pal. They're like, I we employed this guy. We don't, we're not going to leave him. him. We barely yeah. know him, but we got to take him down the hill. He's sick. And Peter Graves makes a, you know, the, it's, the stakes are there in that, or, or, or they're not played up. For sure. They're yeah. they're kind of running it like a four. They could amp it up. They could be like, it's the last drink of water. Oh, my God. There's no, none of that. It's, yeah. I don't know that water stuff doesn't really play. Yeah. We don't see that we're running out of either. Yes. The canteen could be a magic canteen, for all I know, that never runs out of water. Mm-hmm. And the chocolate bar could be a magic chocolate bar that causes solar flares to go away i mean we've got there's some conversations where they're like oh we'll give my money water to the sick man I, right like there's some back and forth about it but we don't see that they're like you know peter graves is it isn't chalky white mouthed uh dying of thirst yeah. it's not again to not compare Caprica it one. to compare it to 
the day after where immediately that's an A-bomb and then immediately you start seeing the effects of everything. There is no scene where we dolly up to see a field of dead animals. Right. There is no scene of of Peter Graves' hair falling out and like a tooth missing. No, none of that. It's just they're they're struggling because they're dealing with this man and they got to take him down the hill. Uh, Clancy starts to choke and wheeze uh, as they drag him Through the along. Woods. They stop, and then eventually he just dies. Right. He expires. So they're like, well, one last thing to worry one about. One to carry, I guess. They camp for the night, and they argue with each other about lugging Clancy completely down the hill. They're like, he's dead, man. Right. He's a dead man. He's dead, and we need to find mom. Because we need to find, and we need to get to civilization to see what's going on and see if we could get some answers. So David just wants to leave him. Kick him on the side of the road. We'll sell his clothes for spare change yeah. and just so bury him upside down. through his pockets. Meanwhile, uh, Peter Graves is like, all right, here, we'll split the difference. We'll bury him up here. Right. And then we'll move on after that. So that's what they decide to do. They dig out, they dig out a hole in a cave and they're like, we'll cover him with rocks. Like Star Trek Generations. And then... <laughs> Why don't you put them in a different or use the nexus to go back? It's a whole it's, it's thing. A thing. So, so then they, they decide. So okay. They, so they dig out the hole. They dig the. They we dig a fresh grave. Dug a whole goddamn hole. They go back to the now sleeping let's, bag. Let's get the fucking now just roll his fat ass in there and let's load, move along. Just dump him into this embankment that we found. They go back to the bag. It's, it's flat. It's flat. The sleeping bag is flat. There ain't how no, is, how there did ain't this no happen? goddamn body in there. Did he get up? Is it a zombie? It's the is night he a zombie? It's a, he's a, I'm scare, looking around. He's a scarecrow now. I'm looking around. I'm like, anything that moves, I'm going to kill it. Yeah. I'm stab shoot, it in the head. In the head. Got to go for the head. No. They open up the bag. They found all of Clancy's clothes in there. But now there's a it's fine... a naked zombie. Oh, he's naked now. <laughs> shoot, him, shoot him in the dick. Shoot him you right shoot in, the him in the dick. Just, it's, it's either one in the head or two in the dick. It's one or the other. Yeah. Uh, now, but instead of, uh, we, f- we find his clothes, but there's, instead of the body, it's a fine white powder. Yeah. Looks like chalk. So turned into Lot's wife. She looked back. Turned into a pile of salt. So I saw this and I was like, ah, that sucks. Cause now, ah, <laughs> oh, uh, God, here this, it comes. This is the worst. Ah, oh, bad. Because now I'm like, oh, I, get- now I have more questions than answers. Ooh, no, amp up the stakes. It's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap. It's cheap. Because now you don't have to show dead bodies. You could just send. You could just show a big pile of clothes. You go to the goodwill and be like, everybody's dead, and then you have a bunch of clothes just hanging out. But they should all be in weird positions. I would have liked it if it was that. If there's like. <laughs> A body that looks like the way that the clothes are presented. It's obvious that the guy was pooping. Oh yeah, it's down. like um, it's like when but uh, he's like holding a magazine. You go to, you go to uh, uh, Pompeii. Oh yeah, and you yeah. See where everyone was. They're all like wrapped up around each other. And then there was that one guy beaten off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we don't get that. Well, we don't know. Maybe Clancy was yeah. uh, was <laughs> one racking one last off. Time. <laughs> yes, with with my last breath, <laughs> I stab at thee. Oh, oh god. Uh, yeah. So Clancy's gone. He's now a pile of uh, powder. Uh, Peter Graves asked aloud, "Could radiation do that?" 
David's like, I don't uh, fucking know. Man, I just realized I have been an asshole. <laughs> I, I only took one semester of classes, and now I'm at lording it over everybody. So they decide to get their shit. They're like, we gotta get out of here. Let's, let's cheese it. Back in town, now they've arrived back in town, the real question here is, Mark, where have, have all, all the people, the people gone? gone? But not in that specific phrase and or tone. Last week, yeah, we you, made a uh, bet. We made a bet uh, that you said the phrase that pays and plays for days, where have all the people gone, will be said in this movie. Right. Not the case, Mark. Thus far, they have not. Andrew. The closest we get, where are all the people? Yeah, not not the same. Count. Not the same. I owe you $5. Entering a building, a cat jumps out of Peter Graves. But right. also, in town, there's no power. There's no the phone. phones don't work. Nothing's working. Uh, no, nothing's working. And they don't know if they can eat any of the food that, that they see. That's right. Inside an abandoned car, there's more power. There's more powder Powder. and more clothes. David tries to use the phone. He's obviously not going to get through. You yeah. Know? Everything's all everything's Who are you going to call? Who you gonna, yeah. 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 The Ghostbusters ain't going to help. They're, not, they're dead. Debbie screams that it was a nuclear war. You monsters. monsters you, you blew it up. Blew it up. Damn you. David also starts screaming and crying and yeah, bashing the phone. Everyone yeah. just starts screaming. This baby. Peter Graves is like, all right. Hey, Raids, we got to hold it together here. I, I okay. would have lo- What I would have loved would have been if Peter Graves was like, everything's going to be fine. And then Debbie starts screaming. David starts shouting. And then the cat attacks Peter Graves again. <laughs> so we've got this wide shot of just madness as everybody's screaming. Damn cats. David runs away, and he runs further into town because he runs this, he runs to Clancy's place. This was hilarious to me because, right? They see the shot is like through a window as David just starts. <laughs> Everything sucks. Just running off, and so the like it's this very slow and steady shot of him running, and I just imagine that's through Peter Graves' eyes, like that's that's my fucking boy. <sighs> <laughs> running through the underbrush. Not swinging his arms. Yeah. Just running through it tears on the even, side of his face. Doesn't even know how to run. He's like, that's that's the future of this. That's right. Of, of humanity. You're doing great, David. Fire. You're doing great. Uh, David runs to Clancy's place because he's worried about his mother. Because Clancy's son took his mom back into town. She was going to get on a plane. And right. she was going to head back to their house in Malibu. Malibu. They go to Clancy's place. There's more powder. More powder everywhere, maybe. Just, just everywhere. Powder, just powder everywhere, you know? Uh, also, the car there doesn't work. However, the Clancy's have a Geiger counter. For some reason. For some reason. Uh, and uh, uh, David knows how to use it. So he starts waving it around. Doesn't seem like there's any n- nuclear fallout here. Yeah, in general. In general. So they scan it on the food that's in the kitchen. Food's fine to eat Food's the kitchen. Food's fine. So, Peter James runs outside and says, like, hey, dinner's a soup sign. This meal brought to you by Chef Boyardee. Funny thing about Chef Boyardee, he wasn't a real man. And then he does an episode of Biography. Oh. 
Anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, he this says, This gives us come on easily in, the best scene in the movie. And one that we've seen before. Many, many, many times. So uh, Mark and I like to go to... There's a annual event here in Los Angeles at the Arrow Theater called the Horrorthon. The Dusk Till Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn Horrorthon, where the theater uh, curates like six different films, and they started at 8 p.m., and then it runs all the way to like 6 a.m. Yeah. And they're horror films, and it's usually done in October. But the thing is, is that uh, the real treat of the night is they've got characters that they do, and it, they throw a bunch of shit into the audience, and it's a big, fun time. But they've got these little interstitials that they play between the films. Right. And that they'll run and run and run again. And usually they're like scenes out of context, or it's a clip. It's some weird clip from a old 70s sitcom. Or a commercial. Or a commercial, and then they'll just air it again. And there's one scene in particular that they run where it's Peter Graves and two unknown people, yeah. and they're just eating a bunch of food. Just shoving a bunch of food down they their say, They laugh to themselves, and they're like, we're going to get sick. And then they laugh, laugh really hard, and then it's a hard cut, and then it moves on to the next thing. Right. So that's the out-of-context scene. And when I saw the uh, the clothes that they were wearing when they, this movie started, I'm like, Oh my God! I think this, this is, is that from that, and sure enough, we get that scene where they, they Peter brings his kids in there. They start cracking open everything, even though they haven't eaten in like probably eighteen hours, right? Yeah. Well, I get no, no. I guess it's been longer than that because they camped on the hill, so it's probably been like thirty hours. So okay. they're probably hungry. Yes. All right, so they start chowing down on everything. They're they're just shoving food down their gullet, and we're holding on a static. A very is just one wide a shot, one just shot of, of wide, them. just pounding, just housing this food. Right, maybe fifteen seconds of this. Then the daughter stops and says, "Hey, we're gonna get sick." Yes, and it's, then we hard cut, and I was like, in context, it's still weird, weird. <laughs> incredibly yeah. weird. Yeah, not any less weird in context. It's uh, yeah, it doesn't because like they're, I don't know if they're like laughing to prevent from crying, right. or if it's supposed to be this is a lighthearted moment, but it's it's upsetting, is what it yeah. is. Yeah, bizarre. Outside, uh, Peter Graves and David aren't convinced that it was a bomb. Because all the animals are still okay. They see there's right. a cat. There's some horses. They see animals about. They uh, manage to figure out that the car that uh, that uh, Clancy has, all it needs is a new battery. They can get up on the road and start heading off. They So they're, they're heading towards Malibu. Right. Beautiful. Malibu, California. Stay out of Malibu. <laughs> I would. Right. At, another, at a gas station, Debbie finds a doll. You know. Just... Well, this was actually kind of cool because she finds a child's dolly mm-hmm. amongst a pile of uh, ash and child's shoes. So you're like, okay, that's kind of cool. That's closer to what I wanted because you know what happened. But all right, they don't say it. <laughs> Mark, you, you just want you just want this is us, but in a nuclear holocaust. Is that oh, what you're saying? God, yes. Okay. So they take the dolly. They take the doll, and then she hugs the doll, and she cries. Then they get back in the car, and they go to another, another gas, gas station. station. This time, they need gas. And, and I'm like, why didn't you get gas at the last one? Debbie's like, I got to take a fat piss. Right. 
which and is she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And if I were Peter Graves, I'd be like, the world is your bathroom at this point. Honest, go behind the building and go piss. Honestly, I don't care. Go in the truck. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. But Peter Graves has to walk her by the hand into the bathroom right. in the gas station. The son, meanwhile, says, I'm going to siphon some gas out of another tank because uh, the, electricity, the pumps use the pumps, electricity. Yeah, the pumps need electricity, and I can't pump the gas. And then there are trucks circling the gas station. station. They don't the have hands. Steves. We have to we have to pump their gas. Uh, while siphoning some gas, uh, David comes across a woman who's staring through the window of the blankly of the van the that staring. he's stealing the gas from. She won't talk. Peter Graves comes out and is like, "Hi there, I'm Annie's Peter Graves. <laughs> How are you doing?" And uh, she won't answer. She's catatonic, basically, catatonic, but she's yeah. alive. She takes the doll. Just staring, takes the doll. That Debbie's starts, holding, holds it to her right. chest. They hear her growling, right? Yes. Uh, so they uh, they go back into the gas station. Outside, they hear growling. This is the thing that gets a rise out of the woman. She says, the She says, dog. And she almost runs away. They stop her from running away. Meanwhile, this dog is growling like, like a son of a bitch. Right. All right? Peter now, Graves. It's time for our hero. It's Peter time, Graves. It's time for action hero Peter Graves to wrap his arm with some bandages, wrap, grab a tire iron, and, and beat the shit out of a dog. Brain that dog. And you're like, I don't know if I want to watch this movie. The dog leaps at Peter Graves and they kind of wrestle around. Then yeah. he takes a big fat swing at it and it yelps and runs away. <laughs> they uh they get in the van and they're like, God damn dogs. Right. I guess we should bring this woman. Yeah, so they take the woman with her, and we get an issue. We, this this is where I I lost all faith in this movie. Mm-hmm. The daughter says, "Let's call her Anne." Yes, she looks like an Anne to me. Another laugh. Then the bo kicks in. Well, yes. So that's end of act one. She right. says, "Let's take this woman with her. Let's with take us. Anne with her." The guy says, "Her name's Anne." She's like, "Oh, she looks like an Anne to me." So they leave. We come back from break. This is now beginning of act two. There's VO. Yes. And in the VO, she said the daughter says, oh, is it Jen? Jenny. Jenny, yeah. She's like, when we picked up Jenny, little did I know. And I was like, wait. You said her name you was Anne. You said her name was Anne. And now it's Jenny, which just <laughs> spoils everything because I'm like, okay, at some point she'll tell you her real name. Yeah. But it's a simple fix where you just say, when we picked up, picked her up. Yeah. Or, or that woman. Who or I thought whatever. was Anne. She, she just call her. She's like, just call her Anne by that point. Yeah, I guess because we're supposed to believe that the VO is told some. This is basically how I, I met your mother. Her. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna find out who the real uh, Debbie is. Right. The gang's on the road again, heading towards Bakersfield, which uh, looks v- basically untouched. What I've seen. Uh, yeah, when they get <laughs> they get to Bakersfield and it's an abandoned wasteland, and I was like, so nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Everything's fine, I guess. <laughs> Uh, they find another person on the side of the road as they're driving along, but uh, guess what, Mark? He's got a fucking gun. Yeah, he pulls he's a gun a good, on him. He's a good guy with a gun. All right. Peter Graves is a bad guy. Pulls a gun on him, steals her car. He's like, I gotta get to my, I gotta get to my kids and my wife in Denver. Right. Sorry to do this to you. And uh, in my mind, but I'm fuck like, fuck you. I'm like, why wouldn't they help each other? It's like, obviously, this guy's got. I, I mean, I guess, I guess civilization hasn't necessarily broken down. The way it would at this point, it's only right. been like four days. Yeah. But you think that's like, all right, here's four assholes. They can probably help me. They're going, if I just convince them, I'm like, hey, we got it. Or 
have him drive you along and then steal when you the find rent. another car you could just do that yeah. yes but instead this guy's like i don't have time for this bullshit my car a, broke down i got a gun you've got a, gun, a car you i'm taking your I'm car taking it. so they give up their car now they're walking down the road at night around the fire david mentions that he totally would have shot that guy and done like a cool karate move as well <laughs> Because he's uh, he's like, I should have brought the gun that we had with us when that jerk who was going to bang my sister shot the rabbit. Right. But we I had a gun. We, we didn't, we had I didn't it, bring I it with us. I would have killed Graves, that guy. Yeah. Peter Graves is like, has it come to that already, son? And he's like, asshole, we don't have a car now. Yes. Yeah. But that's the, exactly no, what In my mind, to. the way he said it is like when you read a news story that's like, or, or when our president mm-hmm. said that he would have run into a school sure. that was being shot up yeah it's one of those things where you're like no you want it i would have done a sick backflip right. and i would have totally karate chopped him shot him in the head and had something cool to say after i totally did it and then after that you know what i would have done mm-hmm. i would have just sang a song and everybody would have just listened and yeah loved it they would have been like They're oh like, wow man. you're such a good singer Meanwhile, I feel like David would have fired the gun. He would have gotten burned on the uh, on the kickback, and then he would have peed. I think Dave. I think David would have shot one of his fingers off. <laughs> uh, Looked down the barrel of the gun, peed, and then tripped over his own feet. That's <laughs> what would have actually happened. Which you really want a dad to tell his son that. It's like, like you're <laughs> an idiot. I've seen you shoot. You, you couldn't hit a up the until two years, side of a bar. Up until two years ago, you hid in the bathtub whenever there was a thunderstorm. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, in the morning, David walks really fast as they walk down the road. He wants to get to his mom. He's we, like, I can't walk any slower. My legs are too long. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're I'm like. I'm too fast. They're like, they're like, we got this fucking got woman. A catatonic woman. She needs, you got to slow down. He's like, well, basically, he gets up to the point of saying, well, leave her. Right. But he doesn't. They find another house. Outside are two bodies. And uh, they look dead. Just face down. Face down. These are actual bodies. Actual bodies, not uh, powder. And. Right. They've been shot. Peter Graves and David walk up to the bodies. And meanwhile, we get a POV of a gun following barrel. them. A barrel just... Ann and Debbie show up, and Peter Graves tries to convince them to go back because yeah. he wants to... Basically, he whispers to David, somebody's got a gun on us. Right. So don't ask me how don't, I know. Don't, don't make any sudden movements. Just walk back to the house. David sneaks around the side. Right. Does and, a flanking maneuver. He, that's right. He uh, comes around. And he's it's like, like pincer. He's like, now's my chance. It's like, now's my chance. Cool what, karate move. All right. I'm going to say, say, I'm going to say, uh, uh, jokes on you, asshole. He's going to say, uh, and, and loft Taylor. Wait, no, Dan Taylor. No. Cause there's a loft in the barn. No, hold on a second. I got this. All right. Looks like I'm going to put you out the pasture and then I'm going to karate chop him. Yeah. Cause we're at a, we're at a farm. I'll say, Hey, yeah. Because there's hay. Yeah. But okay. I'm going to throw a rock at him. And then I'll call him asshole. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, his dad's already dead. <laughs> his dad's dead. And then he pops up and he's like, gotcha, whole ass. Damn it. Fuck. Blast him yeah. through the wall. He gets the jump on the on the guy with the gun. Turns out it's a dumb brat. It's. A, I think he calls him a dumb brat. He's like, you fucking dumb <laughs> like, brat. Yeah. You fucking dumb Dick. brat. You fucking this fucking guy. Right. Instead, it's a dumb brat, and then they he, talk he to... He barely overpowers this eight-year-old, correct? <laughs> Give me that. No. This kid's name is Michael, and he tells Peter Graves that two guys showed up yesterday, shot these two people who are his parents, right. and then left, stealing the car that they had. Huh. Meanwhile, Anne is calling Michael Billy. Right. 
David, meanwhile, keeps Billy's gun. Yeah, now it's <laughs> like, mine. I'm going to take this. Michael says he was outside when it when it happened, when the flare happens, and he says it wasn't like a bomb. It was just like the sun got really, really bright. Right. Then there was an earthquake. David uses this information to decide that, well, it probably wasn't a bomb, but some kind of solar flare. The gamma rays would have knocked out the power, but David's still not convinced and doesn't know what killed everyone. However, because Billy, Michael here, uh, is alive and his parents were still alive when they were shot, he's under the impression that means his mother is still alive because all the family seems to have lived through it. So whatever right. spared this family and themselves means his mom is okay. Right. Which, so, that's a big deductive leap, but it's like, okay. It, when it Peter- makes sense for you and your sister, because you're probably closer in genetics than your a father who, and his your mother. Right. My God. I, Peter Graves, meanwhile, is like, I hope she's dead, because... <laughs> oh, uh, no. That other, is a ton, yeah. It's fine for these country bumpkins. Yeah, but not for us. Jesus. <laughs> we'll, we'll never be able to show our face at the parties again. Uh so, yes, it's a big deductive leap. Peter Graves, meanwhile, is like, we have to believe it's the truth because we need hope. She's fucking dead. I know she's, she's dead. Fucking dead. Let's she's just been, do this. She's been, she was dead before she even, she was dead in the car before the solar flare. Right. Uh, so now we have a goal. That guy's son banged her and then probably didn't, forgot to put the car in park. <laughs> just rolled off the yeah. hill. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so now we have something to... Now so, we have somewhere to go. We have something to hope for. Peter Graves, meanwhile, is very polite and likable to Michael. He Because he's like, they're stealing Michael's horses, horse and carriage, right? Yes. So they're like, so he's like, Michael, uh, why don't you check the reins for me and make sure I Did t- it, you tied, know? It all, tied it all properly as I steal your animals. <laughs> Wouldn't want the animals that I'm stealing from you to be uncomfortable. Hey, by the way. You did a good job, mister. Yes, by the way, when your parents were horribly shot, do you remember what happened when that big thing happened in the sky? I sure do, mister. Yeah. You gave me a compliment. That's great. You ever seen a Gladiator movie, Michael? Ah, we start Act 3. They're on the road again, this time via horse-drawn carriage. Horse-drawn they're looking for cars. They go to a uh, big car lot there in Bakersfield. You know, it's probably got one of the, those like big gr- inflatable gorillas outside. Right. Well, a big used car lot in Bakersfield is two cars, I think. Oh, it's <laughs> someone's house. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> one of them is on its on its side. The other one is on cinder blocks. But yeah, that's Bakersfield. I give basically. you a good deal for this. Bang bang. Yeah, it's a raccoon Falls family off. of raccoons in there right. just squirreling around. Uh, they also, uh, they spy a man running out of a supermarket and, uh, Peter Graves runs after him with a good gun. Shoots into the air. Hey, Hey. mister, it's me, Peter Graves, and I'm going (laughs) to kill you. So I like this. So again, something about the way that this was shot, it could have been cut together in a much more exciting, interesting, desperate way. No, man. It's a big old wide. It's a big wide shot. And it's a guy coming out of a, uh, supermarket of a, 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 a giant eagle yeah went out of a giant eagle or an albertson's with like a milk crate full of probably booze <laughs> and he sees peter graves and co and he's like oh shit and he just drops <laughs> it and starts running <laughs> fuck it's peter graves <laughs> and he's armed <laughs> i've had dreams like this <laughs> uh it turns out this guy's name is jack 
Jack says, well, I'm trying to get to my family. I got one of the cars there in the parking lot, but I got, I came from Los Angeles. You don't want to go to Los Angeles. Don't go to the cities. Because there's dogs everywhere and they're running in packs. Yeah. Big packs of wild dogs. Dogs and cats went crazy for some reason. We don't know why, but that's the case. But uh, inside the supermarket, you might find some keys for one of these cars out here. Right. I'm going to go. He also says he has a family. They found a ranch and that's where they're staying. And he's like, you guys can stay with us if you want. There's literally nothing but space. Peter Graves says, we've got a mission. Gotta find my wife. Gotta find my wife, who I hope isn't uh, related to me. Oh, I would be very upset if I discovered she was actually my cousin. But it would make sense in terms of the... Uh... We did meet at a family reunion, so I guess I should have thought about that. Also, my dumb, dumb kids, <laughs> I guess it... You know, all the answers are starting to come together. <laughs> Uh, so Jack parts ways inside the grocery store. They Our look vows for- were, I feel like I've always known you. <laughs> like you're a part of me in some way. Inside the store, they look for keys from the employees. Michael grabs some cookies and then wanders outside to go feed the horses some carrots. Oh, so sweet. A mean dog comes out and then another and then another. So a bunch of big old snarling dogs are surrounding the horses and Michael. Right. Ann sees this and tries to get after Billy, but then gets dragged away. Peter Graves formulates a plan. He tells Michael, look, here's what we're going to do. You know those horses that you love? Yeah. You love very dearly? When I say the word, you're going to untie them. Right. They're going to run away, and those dogs are going to kill those horses. Right. But you and I are going to be okay. We're going to be okay. So Michael unties the horses. The horses get spooked and run away. The dogs chase after the horses. Michael runs into the grocery store. A dog runs right at him. Yeah. Peter Graves barely closes the door in time. Yeah, and the dog's like, I just, I, I want, I got, cook, got cookies in there. Yeah. This gets Anne to speak. She says that uh, dogs killed her kids. Ripped her kids apart. She looked away for just a couple seconds, and dogs came out of the woodwork, killed her kids, and and then they left, and she cries about it. And then she says her actual name is Jenny. Yeah. So we find out her actual name. Even though Debbie, who's in the set, giving us the VO, already told us her goddamn name. Yeah. So this mean this is utterly meaningless at this point because we already knew. Maybe the VO was after the fact. Probably. The daughter should have said, "We're gonna stick with Anne." <laughs> I already made you this fun robe. Yeah. Some, it says A on it. In Los Angeles, the family drives through empty streets. Jenny explains that her family was on their way to Disneyland, but then mentions that. Well, after the solar flare, her husband got sick, and then he turned into powder. Right. Which gives Peter Graves a bit of a pause, because he's like, well, they weren't related. <laughs> but those bumpkins were related. Well, those people were oh, related. Hold on a second. Oh, I got to... Oh, no. Um, hmm. uh, while out looking for supplies, the sun gets bright again. Yes. This does nothing. Nothing happens. There's a There's a bit another of a, earthquake. A bit of an aftershock, and that's it. They finally get to their Malibu home. David sprints in looking for his mom. And we can hear that he's upstairs crying, but Peter Graves gets this big smile no, on his face. No, this is great. No. <laughs> David runs in first. Yes. Runs upstairs. He's screaming, Mom, Mom, Mom. Peter Graves casually walks in and he hears a shrill, high pitched scream. 
and oh, he assumes he that assumes it's, it's his, his wife. It's, it's the mom. He's like, oh, that's a woman's scream, obviously. So he goes upstairs, and, he's like, and it's a pile of ash. It's and he's a, like, oh, right, my son's a, my son's my son's a, a little bitch. <laughs> David is beside himself. He's crying. Everyone cries. Debbie cries. We all have a good cry. Everyone has a good cry, even though I don't know who this character is. She has like three lines. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, I'm not that invested, but it's upsetting. But in my mind, I'm like, she's probably dead. Yeah, she, we, we always we knew, knew she was dead. We would. I'd be more upset if she was alive, and I'd be like, oh come on. I'd be upset. It's like the end of uh, War of the Worlds, you know? Oh, when the sun shows up at the end. Yes. Yeah, that was lame. Yeah, but whatever. Everyone cries. However. Their she mom left a, note. left a note. She, as a doctor, says that... <sighs> this is terrible. It's some kind of virus. It's, so there's a virus that turns you to ash. But it's, some people... Are genetically predisposed to not have it. To, to not be ash-bound. Right. It's a recessive trait, which explains, you know, if you ever took... High school biology. Unit square. Yeah, you know, like you got okay, the big X, A for the dominant, for Ash, and then an Ash, and another and big A, a and then an A, and a smaller A, and a right. small so A, and a big that, A. You could, you could and see how it's going to end up. Twenty-five percent. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's a, what did it have to do with virus. the sunspot? What did it have to do with the sunspot? That's anything? a good question. Did it no. have anything to do with the earthquake? No. Probably. The two are related. The solar flare is related. So the to solar the flare just went and. Sent a spore of some disease to the earth or turned we on. We can't answer some all the questions trait? of a television pilot in the I fucking first true. episode. We'd have to find out what they're going to figure out. And then maybe they, you know, they're like, oh no, the suns are getting worse. And unless you're really resistant to it, you know, and then you could yeah. explain it from there. And it's like, oh, we have to find a fucking cure. I don't know. It answers, it leaves a lot of questions. It's the fucking puzzle box. The J.J. Abrams always talks about. Yes. (laughs) I love puzzle boxes where you ask a bunch of questions in the first episode and people go, oh, I'm interested. Right. You don't have the answers, but you asked all the questions. So that's so that's that's good enough. Something. And then people want to pay you to ask more questions and then give like some answers. But But you just ask more questions. You know, it's just a questions, 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 questions. You know, I was asking questions. That's what it just all questions. You thought you had all the answers, but I changed all the questions, says ah. Roddy Piper. Anyway, well, uh, the mom wasn't born with this uh, v- this predisposition to be resistant to it, so she gone. Jenny asks Peter Graves what they're going to do. Peter Graves is like hugging a photo of his wife and crying, and he says he feels lost as the only thing that kept him going was the thought of her alive. And he's like, I don't fucking I don't know. know. We're going to die. We're probably going to die. I don't know. Yeah. What do you want get, from me? I, get the fuck off my case, all right? <laughs> Let me fucking grieve for right. a second. With those inspiring words of confidence, Jenny walks out towards the beach, and uh, she gives a sleeping Michael a kiss on the head before she leaves, and then she decides to walk into the ocean. She's like, well, She's like, well if, we've lost Peter, this. if we've lost Peter Graves, we've really lost everything. All right. I'm Peter Graves, and I'm terribly right. depressed. And I hope you go fuck yourself. Uh, Michael sees this and then gets the rest of the uh, people in the house and sends Peter Graves and his dumb kids to run into the ocean and save her. Jenny, again, Jenny's like pleading. She's like, let, let me, me die. die. Let me die. Let me die. Meanwhile, they kind of have her. And then we keep cutting to reaction shots of Michael 
who's like smiling and uplifted like, that yeah. they pulled this terribly distraught woman out of the ocean. They're like, good work. Way, yeah, good way to go, work. us. Again, I also loved how this was shot where it, they run out to the beach with all the urgency of like, if a wave had taken like your shoes. Yeah. Oh, or, no. Oh, uh, go try to get it, I guess. Yeah. Or get the fucking, put a, put a ladder in the ocean, like on the beach what? and put the camera, put the camera operator oh, yes, on yes. the ladder and shoot over right. No, they're like they're they're on they're at the house. Yeah, like shooting so a big far wide away. of it. The, yeah, the camera guy was like, I don't want to get wet. I with the can, I this camera cannot get yeah, wet. If there is one drop of water on this lens, guess the whose whole a, thing guess will blow whose up. ass it is. They pull her out of the ocean. Peter Graves now has apparently has a change of heart after they've right. dragged this woman out of the ocean. We'll survive. He says there's there is some reason that they are alive. The ones who died didn't have a choice, but they. They have a choice. They need to live. Earn this. This. We get a bit of VO to close this out, saying... The next day, they're, like, fishing in one foot of water or something. They're on the beach still. they're like, well, we didn't get anything. And I was like, yeah, of course you didn't. (laughs) They knew that they needed to survive. Jenny, or not Jenny, Debbie explains that, well... They can't stay here in Malibu because there's no place to farm. Right. And there's not really a lot of place to fish. So they've got to go to Northern California. Find a way to survive. And continue living and figure out where all the people have gone. I can tell you where they went. Rash. Rash. And that's the end of where have all the people gone. <laughs> Mark, what did you think of this movie? I hated this movie. Oh. Uh, I thought it was lame. I thought it was dull. I thought it was boring. Uh, okay. Nothing really happens. Uh, Andrew, I have to. I had to wonder the whole time that I was watching it, where because I was like, now almost every fucking TV show is a post-apocalyptic thing, right? So now, as you like, I'm watching it. I was like, was this scary in the time? Just the idea of like, what if people turn to ash? Let's, do you want to watch think, 22 episodes of that? Whereas now I'm like, you know, you watch a Walking Dead episode and you're like, well, they didn't eat a baby this time. So I don't even, you know, that doesn't even get my, I, I mean, I guess me it's, I guess it's ramped up, but like, I, I think this did freak some people out to be quite honest, because you know, it's, let's say you're some dumb kid, right? And you're like, I, the, the overall point of the movie is even though it wasn't the A-bomb, right? Right. Anything... We are on such a balancing act in terms of life yeah. that we don't necessarily understand. We don't get it until it happens. That, like, we are on such a razor's edge that if the slightest thing happens cosmically or internationally, nationally, statewide, citywide, that could send all of us spiraling into chaos. And right. all it takes is the slightest push, the slightest provocation, and everything tumbles. It's a domino effect. Yes. As a kid... You are oblivious to this. But if you see a show like this, where you're like, the sun could blink once, and then we could all be dead. Yes. Or a quarter of us are still alive. Or a tenth of us are still alive. As an adult, you're like, I don't want to... I I try to live my life not thinking about it. It's there. Just 
pulsating. Knowing. Just a knowing heartbeat in the back of my mind that a wheel could blow out of my car and I could go careening off a cliff. Uh, uh, a sinkhole could open up underneath me and I could drop 400,000 feet into the fucking center of the earth. You could go to sleep and have a gas leak in your house and never wake and up. And never wake up. Or there could be a solar flare that somehow burns, people to ash. burns out the entire earth and kills us all. Yeah. And I would have no effect over under over any of this. And then I'd be dead, and that would be it. Yes. Like that. And I think this feeds into that fear. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's living on the back of the fact that, well, it also could be our fault that we could kill ourselves with nuclear weapons. Yes. But this takes a little bit different tact. But I think younger viewers, and I think even older viewers, could see this and be like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. Right. That it could all just go sideways so quickly in such a weird, random way that we'd have no effect over and then have to try and live on? Yes, I agree with that. That first bit is good. Yes. Solar flare happens. Everybody disappears. Some people are getting sick. You're okay, but you're not okay because society has fallen apart. What I didn't see was enough of an escalation throughout the episode to make me say, I want to watch 22 episodes of this show. All I was, I was like... Because when, I, when I, was, I was watching it, I was thinking, what are the rest of the episodes going to look like? And I was like, probably this a lot. Like, they it's, drive. It's going to be. It's they go be, to a gas station. They see a dog. It's going to be Peter Graves. They get Graves. weirded out. It's going to be Peter Graves and his family and, like, the little kid and the mom. Uh, and they're going to be trying to rebuild their life on some farm or plantation somewhere uh, <laughs> uh, in Northern California. But they're going to come across a bunch of people. It's going to be like the Incredible Hulk. They're going to go from town to town looking to wherever they're going to settle. Right. And they're going to have to deal with a problem there. They'll go north and they'll come across a town that's barricaded themselves in there. But Peter Graves has got the solution. You, they you, have to, they have to, you say this, mm. but there was no indication that that's what the show would be. If in the first episode they had come upon a biker gang and had to convince the biker gang to change their ways and become good people, then I would say, okay, I get it. I see what we're going to do. But they had He's fo- going to do that but every time. But they focused on the family is the focus here, because these are the characters that you're going to be living with the longest. But yes. I, if I had to guess, it would be they're going to travel north, and they're just going to have to figure out how to pick up the pieces of their lives. Right. And then once, once they establish themselves in Northern California, there's going to be some reason that they're going to have to continue moving on, and they're going to have to continue to survive. Yeah. And then they're going to pick up people along the way. They're going to lose people along the way. And hopefully they can rebuild everything. It'll be like the Postman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now now, now you're interested. Now it's appointment television. I think the closest comparison to something like this is uh, The Leftovers. Yes. Which I think is a more serious uh, uh, and more realistic take on something like this. Where sure. If like... The rapture happened. The rapture happened, but everyone else was still left here. What would you do? Would you want to continue on? You know there's no purpose to it, right? Because you're now just stuck. Right. I'm just going to die someday anyways. Someday. Will I go to hell? Probably. Will I just cease to exist? And so people just start throwing themselves off of buildings, or some people start to try and put it together but then like new religions form out of it yeah all sorts of crazy stuff meanwhile this is a more sanitized version of that they get a gun pulled on them which is terrifying sure but uh realistically that guy probably would have been like 
He, he would have shot one of them, probably. I don't know. I guess I don't know. But I thought I, no, uh, that there, his son would have definitely done a cool karate move. Well, we know that. No, there's all sorts of little things where I'm like, this could have been explored more. But instead, they're like, what if we just did more shots of them driving? What if we did that? Because, yes, the guy pulls a gun on them. I was thinking, okay, he's going to steal the daughter. He's going to say, I'm going, I'm taking your car, and I'm taking your daughter. So then Peter Graves and son have to do cool karate tricks and get the daughter back. And then you have an idea of what this show could be. Uh, I, but no, I think it's going to well, be, this is a nice family, and they are trying to pick up the pieces after a nice post-apocalypse. Yes, after a very gentle post-apocalypse. In contrast to the day after, where the military is like, fuck this. I'm running away. Right. If you want to shoot me in the back, Please shoot do. me in the back. The war's over. Or a bunch of people saunter up to a farmhouse, and they're like, they don't even say anything to that guy. They murder him. Yeah. And then it's like, well, his his wife and his daughters are now their sister wives. Property, like, basically. Yeah. Jeez, what a dark fucking movie that was. I think that goes, I think that was in the opposite direction, but a lot of it is true. FEMA would be like, I ain't got no fucking clue. That scene where they're, yeah, where the, where where they're like, well, all the- you, all you farmers have to do is scrape off the top six inches of your farms and, and then just replant stuff. And, and they're, they're like, like, where do we put that top six inches of 1000 acres? How do you do that without any equipment? Right. It's like, am I going to shovel six inches of dirt off a thousand acres by hand and try and replant off of that? Because the EMP knocked out all the fucking equipment. And everything's irradiated. And I ain't got no water either. Right. And then everyone just kind of looked at each other and they're like. I'm just reading from the booklet. I'm just telling you what the booklet says. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not uh, not great, but I don't think you could tell a story like The Day After uh, in a weekly television series and have it last for long. Because <laughs> well, after 90 minutes, I was like, I am done with I this. Set. I can see why it didn't get picked up. Because it yeah. was kind of boring. It but... was boring. And, or, if, I don't know, it might have just been too dark for the time. Like, people probably weren't ready for, imagine a TV show where everybody fucking dies. And then you've yeah. got one ragtag group that's trying to figure out how to survive. Well, it's like, obviously society still exists, but Little House on the Prairie. Michael Landon isn't rolling from town to town after the death of everybody, but... They don't have any power. They don't have any electricity. They'd have to go back to a barter system. Right? <laughs> so, so this was a backdoor. They're like, this was episode a, two, we're just going to do a little we're house We're just on doing a little house on the prairie. They blew up the sets. Right. So we just have to be out here in the woods in well, Northern California. Well, little pint, sometimes God taketh away. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie? No. No? I thought it was... I think it's interesting. Sure. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but boring. I wouldn't poorly executed, I would say, and also kind of poor to get at. Like the transfer on Amazon is the it's fucking hard, worst. Yeah. It's it's. I watched something that was taken off of somebody's DVR and had um, South Korean subtitles. Cool, for the whole thing. Yeah, that's the way to look. That's the way to do Think it. About that. Yeah, another swing and a miss. But uh, I, for the times, an interesting interesting decision that right. they wanted to go for. NBC wanted to go forward with this, but. 
We'll see what happens. But Mark, we got something even better for next time. This is I know I told you that this week was going to be the better week. Now I got something better for next week. This one is going to be the last in our series of failed television pilots. pilots, Correct. That uh, were converted into made-for-TV movies, but then... We have a very exciting thing for next month as oh, well. You won't even believe it. But listen to our Yom Kippur war to get a, <laughs> a hint. But next time we have this gem from 1988, Mark. And it's called Out of Time. Channing Taylor is a cop who could use a little help. He's on the trail of a brilliant criminal. I really had hoped you were dead. A villain with a secret weapon. Time. Now, Taylor's gone back to the 80s. Hold on, where is this? To crack the crime of the next century. He's about to team up with the most legendary partner ever. His own great-grandfather. The original blast from the past. That's right, it's NBC's 1988 Out of Time starring Bruce Abbott and Bill Maher. Oh, yes! That's right. And Mark, I know you're very excited to learn that Bruce Abbott is a cop from 2088 and he has to go back in time to Los Angeles 1988 to solve crimes with his great-grandfather. That's right, played by the great Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Oh yes. my God, how Jeez. exciting for how everybody. Did this, how did this not... Oh, that win awards. This sounds fantastic. I am Andrew. You showed me this trailer, and I was excited. Very excited. I said, can we watch this instead of recording an episode? And you said, well, then we're just two guys watching dumb movies. That's right, but that's for next time on Television Movie Night. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can always do that by emailing us at tvmovienightpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to past episodes by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night. You can listen to us on iTunes. Leave a review there. It really helps us out. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast mark is there anything else that you'd like to say andrew mm. i have a question for you if it's where if it's where the stuff have is, all is that what you're gonna <laughs> yeah. okay. right. right, do it again said no do it again do it again do, do it do, 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 do. where has all the stuff who the fuck ate all the stuffing <laughs>